energy of, of Mars because it's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's the critical energy that will make the difference between whether or not you can sustain your soul work in the world or not, whether, whether or not it's going to ground or not. And it's also a key piece on the planet because it's coming. The dark masculine is coming. One way or another, whether we like it or not, it's coming. So we have a choice about how to integrate that in, in us. So it's just energy. All of these things are energy. And we've done a lot of work already on the dark feminine. She's still not fully integrated. But that part of us that is tired of the consciousness and the mind having another fucking meeting and another conference and another UN get-together and everybody sitting around in suits with their ties done up to their necks, talking with lawyers forever and ever and ever while the rainforest burns, while children die in wars. Like, the dark feminine is fucking done with that. But part of the difficulty is that our system still has, like, even though we have women in politics and blah, 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 they're not allowed to come and say, and sit in the boardroom, they're not allowed to come with fucking rage and roaring. They have to come with reasonable, thought-through solutions. It's like, you want to play? You've got to, here's my double-sided coin. You've got to learn how to play with this coin, which means the very thing that is sacred to you has to be left at the door. And that just increases the fucking rage, right? Because it's like, you're telling me that I have to be reasonable when reason is, being, is the problem. <laughs> so the dark feminine has made some, some decent inroads in the last 30 years to say, fuck, just talk and thought. Like, emotions are real. The how we connect with everything. And if we're feeling something's out, then that feeling needs to be validated as much as thought. The soul works through mind, works through emotion, works through sexuality, works through the body. The soul works through them all. It's just light masculine solar consciousness that wants to sit in the mind and dominate the others. Okay, but then also a lot of that dark feminine, when it first came out, it was just fucking rage, just anger, you know, for many, many, many years of repression. It wasn't like, this is just Kali love, I'm just going to take the heads off the light masculine. No, this is just fucking unreasonable rage that's being repressed. But it's at least, at least it has to run for a little bit. We had the 70s and 80s, and then, and then that had to run, and then now... Dark feminine is reasonably integrated in depth psychology kind of circles. But the dark masculine is not. And just like the Madonna whore split in the feminine of the light feminine that you want to take home and introduce to mom, and then the, the one you want the mouth around your cock but you don't want to marry, like some movie had that, right? So that Madonna whore piece is at least seen and integrated. But in the masculine, it's God and the devil. 
Like, God is the light masculine taken to extremes. He sits up on some fucking cloud in some high ethereal place and judges the fuck out of everyone. And the devil is down in the center of the earth bent on the destruction of your soul through tempting you and tormenting you and making you forever masturbate on the ninth level of hell because of your badness. So that's a fairly extreme polarity that we have in the masculine. And they need to fuck each other. They really need to come together. God and the devil need to come together in you. The line between good and evil goes through every human heart. So if we don't want the devil outside of us, which is the collective repression of everything that we have not been able to handle yet, then we have to own him inside us. And we have to love him into marriage with our divinity. If we want heaven on earth, if we want God to come down off the cloud and bring the world of light and transformation and love, and we want Jesus to return and the Buddha and everything else, we have to bring up the devil. You can't bring something down unless something comes up. That's just tantra. So the dark masculine has to be unpacked. And we're trying. But every time it starts to come up, rape accusations will come. Because we all know that the dark masculine will fuck you up the ass. We all know that. That's in our collective kind of awareness. And the worst thing about it is that the dark masculine, when it's integrated into love, is the most powerful love. Because it's willing to take projection and blame and guilt and still love. That's Lucifer's gift. To take the blame of the world until the world is strong enough and loving enough to understand that that was necessary. So we all have that inside us. We all have that peace inside us. And that's the peace down in our base center. It's down in hell where the sulfuric fumes are. It's down there where the devil lives. And that's the place that is bent on your survival. When it's not integrated into love, it lives down there underneath all of the heart and all of the consciousness, and it lives down there when when push comes to shove, it tells you what's in your best interest. It's in your best interest to take that cookie because it's got four more raisins than that one. It will know that shit. It's the one that's figuring in your relationship how to exit and make it their fault. It's the part of you that is, is, doesn't believe for one second the realm of love and light. It knows that it's a dog-eat-dog survival world and unless you fucking look after yourself as number one, then you will lose. And there's a whole culture based on it. It's called civilization. And it lives in every one of us. And no amount of reciting affirmations of climbing into the ninth heaven, of calling in the archangels, no amount of that will shift it. It has to be shifted by us. We have to go there. Even in the Christian story, Jesus went to hell for three days after he was crucified. And the story is, he went there to take back his power from the devil. Okay, so even if you're a Christian, then you need to go to hell. 
And it's the dark masculine that will guide you there. It's your rage that will guide you there. It's your selfishness that will guide you there. It's the feeling that something's not okay with me that will guide you there. And if you can go there and lift your own devil into your heart, now you will be able to land your soul purpose so deeply on the planet in your base center that death won't stop you. Nothing will stop you. Because you're now whole. As long as there's anything outside of you, as long as you are using anything outside of you as a reason to not fully be here, whether it's because it's not fucking fair, like this is the main one at a certain stage of soul initiation. It's like, this is not the way to run a universe. If I was the ruler of the world, who's got the t-shirt? Everyone would die. But if I was the ruler of the world, then this is not how I would run it. Fuck you, God. You have not been at school with me. Like, you're God, but I'm the one who's telling you, God, how to run a fucking universe, and this is not it. I am going to make myself God, and I will create a better universe. Anyone who's tried that has made a fucking worse universe. So you're not going to be able to change the world by negating the world. You, Mars is God's fire for change, but not for total rebellion, which is basically a rejection of creation. And it's normally we reject creation and build our own little fucking world because we're hurt. Because we're hurt. That we didn't feel loved. That suicides are happening around us. That, that the destruction of things, it fucking hurts. You can't live as a soul on earth without breaking your fucking heart every day with the suffering. But shutting yourself away from that and creating a, a new world in the future one day is not the solution. Not feeling it is not the solution. Being angry at it is not the solution. You have to first of all accept it. And the only way to accept it is to feel it. This is all of the work. This is just like, run your feelings. Run your rage, your grief, your jealousy, your anger. Your, run them and then love can come. But as long as we are holding something against anyone, mom, dad, last relationship partner, God, the devil, as long as there is something outside of us to blame, then we're powerless. We're powerless, pretending that we're powerful, hoping one day the power will come. And my experience is that now on the planet, if people who know how to love don't claim their power, then people without love will continue to use it, and they will use it in more and more horrendous ways. Like this, this, you know, domination between Israel and America, between that part in all of our consciousness that thinks that it needs to control everything because we may die, and uses fear of death as a way of dominating and controlling everybody in your base center, 
Everybody has to face that doubt in themselves. The only way to bring a new civilization is to drop into your own base center with your soul and feel your fear of death and conquer it. And you don't conquer a fear of death by denying it, rationalizing it. You don't conquer it by not feeling it, like pretending you're courageous when you're fucking afraid. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's feeling the, the, the actual truth that you could die. That you could be your little version of a Mahatma Gandhi or a John Lennon or someone who fucking stood up and was killed or broken or, um, you know, broke. But everyone has to face that inside themselves. And any attempt to make it something outside of us that's stopping us doing that is cowardice. It's so cowardice. And it's okay, we're all cowards. But it's not okay to pretend it's not that. It's not okay to pretend that it's something else. So the dark masculine will hold you to the truth. It will ask you to tell the truth about your dark and your light. And it will bring you the courage to stand for that in the face of whatever. So if you don't have that on your team, on your side, two things are likely to happen. One, you're likely to project it into the world and you're likely to have a victim story to the dark masculine. Or you're going to confirm that it's an abusive energy by keeping it suppressed and then it leaps out and see that hurts someone, now I keep it repressed again. The only way is to bring it deeply into the heart and bring it back to love. And then the dark masculine will never hurt unintentionally. Okay? It's the definition of a gentleman is someone who never hurts someone else's feelings unintentionally. And we've turned that into just don't hurt my feelings. Like, your feelings are going to be hurt. Welcome to Earth. You know, this is part of the original code. You're going to go to a place on a journey that's about love and freedom and all of those wonderful things, but when you get there, it's going to be fucking hard. Way harder than you could possibly imagine, and you're going to want to do everything to deny your journey. And one of the major things is you're going to want to come back from your incarnation with a list of whose fault it was that you didn't show up. Like that's going to be the main thing that your soul gets busy doing once it gives up. It has to accumulate reasons why it was not its fault. But actually, nobody cares whose fault it is. Nobody cares who's to blame. That's a very human thing. What matters to the soul is actually that we show up as deeply as we possibly can. And on the planet, that's coming. Next year is going to be a major Pluto-Saturn. It's going to be a major upwelling of the dark masculine. So what that looks like and has looked like before, Carl Jung was writing the Red Book at the time of the Second World War. He was a global psychologist. He could feel what was coming. It was playing out in his psyche. 
Every time I do a transpersonal temple around the world and take it into the transpersonal, what do I find? Rage. Fucking huge rage. That's coming. And if you, if you push it down and push it down and push it down, like if someone does it in their own life, then when it comes up, it's pretty dark. And we've been doing that on the planet. So part of soul initiation is to open the core of the soul and let the soul contact the higher dark through Mars. Mars is the energy that can do that. Well, the invitation is to really work on that here. We work on, and it's in the little things too. It's not always just the big thing of Mahatma Gandhi standing for the freedom of India. It can be the little times when you don't do something and you're out of integrity or you don't speak up about some little thing, like the cup and the dishwasher or the, oh, someone else will do it. Those little things, Mars keeps a record of all of that. Because what you're paying the price of is you're paying the price of your own integrity. It's got nothing to do with out there. And if you don't grow your integrity step by step, if you don't build your character in the little things, then when you do take a stand on the world stage for something that really fucking matters, all of your lack of integrity will be exposed. It's really easy for people to sit and look at newspapers and see some rock star or some politician and expose their shadow side and feel righteous. If they expose themselves to half that degree of public gaze, they would crumb, crumble. So it's easy to be righteous from the bleachers, from the cheap seats, where our consciousness throws all kinds of expert opinions. To anyone standing, even how tainted they are, to a politician who goes in trying to stand for something good and then compromises, to anybody who stands up in the world for love, even if they fail and have shadow, that's at least a stand for something. And it's a willingness to stand even when you're not perfect, when you haven't figured it all out. And sometimes bringing yourself exposes you. And in that exposure, you can work on it. So who felt after they delivered to Baphomet, stuff moving in them? Right. And then that stuff kind of goes, well, like, yep, I can feel the truth in that, and I can also feel maybe some of my stuff in that. Okay? But if you don't bring it, then you just believe your stuff. You believe you're right about your judgments about everybody. You believe that your judgments are actually right. They're not fucking right. They're part truths of anything. If you bring it with power to the world, to other people, if you have the balls and the guts to show up for the current level of truth that you possess, then it will be tempered. And this is why I say that lack of marge is often cowardice. The reason we don't speak up is because we don't have the balls. But we tell ourselves, ah, oh, it's no point in being angry. Look at those people just running their drama or their feelings, their emotions. I'm way more sophisticated than that. I'm way more advanced than that because I can rest up in detachment where this is all samsara and you're just all lost in the world of illusion whereas I'm in the shining light of transcendent non-dualism. Okay? Cowardice! 
not always, not to some part that is that, but if that is a pattern of detachment, then that detachment is coming from fear. And many people's spiritual path is a path of fear. It's a path of rejection of what is. A rejection of the world the way that it is and an attempt to go home. And I'm one of the, the worst scaredy cats. Like my whole life at the beginning was like, this is not it. This is not fucking it. This can't be it. So I'm going to go home to where I remember the light, where I remember grace, to where I remember beauty, to where I remember love. I'm going to go home. I'm going to find my way back up the ladder to source. Fuck this world. Okay, but then, then I felt, when I, by the time I got back there and got home, I felt like a scared child had to wake up in the night and get the light turned on just to remind me that I was safe. Like that world, that part of me that stayed in that world is like, what are you doing back here? You're, 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 you, were, you were the part going to earth. You were the part that was supposed to go and build the fucking foundation down there in the physical so I could come there. Like, that's what was supposed to happen, and now you're running back to me like a little kid with snot running out of its nose, complaining that it was too fucking tough. Like, I sent you for that. Anybody else relate to that? <laughs> yeah. And of course, in my world, I was holy. I was self-righteous. Like, they were all just caught in the lure of materialism and, like, endless chasing after their desires and self-satisfaction. I at least was enough, brave enough to venture up the mountain and listen to the burning bush and have God speak to me directly. And I was brave. Well, half-truth. Other half, I was scared shitless. Shit happened to me that was too painful for me to even deal with, so I went home to God. I went to the place that I knew I was safe. I went to where, where I know there is always love. But that's just the beginning. And I thought that was the end of the journey. And now I could like put my shingle out, you know, as an enlightened one and help other people up the mountain. That would be, you know, like something my ego was kind of keen on and tried for a little bit. But it's just the first half of the journey. It's the first half of the journey to realize, oh my God, I'm just part of the humans that um, needed to build the bridge. And I want to shake the hands of the last person to get enlightened on earth. Because the last person to get enlightened is the person that had enough fuel in their tanks to wait until divinity came to earth. So now I thought I was the top of the mountain, but I'm actually, it turns out, I was the... I was just the scaredy cat. And now I've got, to make, I've got to grow up by going back down the mountain and facing everything that drove me away that I blamed on someone else. I've got to face the part of me that didn't show up in my marriages. I've got to face the part of me that didn't show up as a father. I've got to face the part of me that's afraid that I went to school as a five-year-old or whatever and then, and then developed my consciousness because I was afraid to make friends. I've got to deal with all of those bits of my evolutionary path from the path of an adult now, from the path of an awakened soul. 
So if we go on that journey, like Confucius said, best not go. But if you go on the journey, best finish. Finish the fucking journey. And it doesn't finish with you sitting on a mountaintop in orange robes, you know, pronouncing to the world that you're the avatar that they, you know, that they need. It doesn't finish there. It finishes back in the pits of human experience, in the snot and the blood and the pus of being human. It's not a human being becoming God. It's God recognizing itself as human in the smallness and the detail of what it is to be a human being. And that requires courage. Like Jung said, it takes superhuman powers to be human. Like to be a human being requires superhuman powers. So we have to find the parts of us that aren't human, that are divine, that do rest in the invincible eternal and bring them here. Bring them into our daily life. So Mars will give us the courage to do that. You know, it's, it's expression in war, for example, is the Viking berserker, you know, who wants to go to battle because somebody will die, but in Valhalla tonight they'll be toasting their soul. Courage, non-fear of death, but also when it's in denial of fear, it turns into raping and pillaging, and I, you're going to carry my fear for me, and I am going to fuck you and hurt you so that you carry all of the things that I've pushed aside so I can be brave. So immature Mars grabs the courage and the initiative and makes everybody else deal with the consequences. Mature courage can hold in the face of their own fear and other people's fear, and they only fight until love breaks out. Okay? If Mars is not integrated, he will fight to win. And it won't just be like, you hurt me, I will hurt you and break everything to teach you to never fucking hurt me again. It's immature Mars. Mature Mars is... I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but if you invade my boundaries, I'm going to come and stand on those boundaries until love breaks out. So Mars is a boundary challenger. He's not a violator. And the same when healthy Mars energy comes towards you and when you're in the feminine, the masculine that's integrated with love, it doesn't need to penetrate you to prove that it's a man. Okay, because the immature use of penetration is, I'm afraid, I don't know my own value, I don't know my own worth, but if I drive that in you, then that will somehow make me feel more. Okay, so it's actually a cowardly act to invade someone else to strengthen your own power. But if you're in mature um, Mars energy, then your cock's hard, but it doesn't need to push into anything because it's already in the universe. It's already, your own feminine's already sitting on it. It doesn't need to push. And then the world, that energy can also protect. It's not going to push someone beyond their, their what's healthy for them, but it is erect and it is 
capable. So that energy in the world has been shamed, and particularly shamed in our young men. There are so many young men now that are just feel that there's something wrong with them because they have a cock, just because they're in a male body. And that is going to have a whiplash. So for men to, for the masculine in men and women to really reclaim its balls, then it needs this energy of Mars. It needs this energy of Mars to anchor it, and it needs education about how to use it. And making it wrong does not give that education. It just turns a whole generation of people who are not able to handle that energy. And therefore, it plays out in their shadow. So the invitation here is to get to grips with it. Get to grips with it in yourself. Like, own your desires, for one thing. And the same in this field. If you don't own your desires and tell the truth about them, Telling the truth about your desires does not make you a rapist. Okay? And the trouble with the dark masculine is like, you're not even allowed to feel anger or desire because that potentially could get out of control. But if you are contained, your desire is like, you know what? I, my, my animal body or my heart or my soul, I just I just have this urge to take you and ravish you. I want to bend you over and penetrate you and fuck you open to God. Well, I love hearing that from someone. You know, like, that feels good to me. It doesn't mean, like, oh, how dare you, like, even imagine that I might be open to that possibility. It's like, fuck, you know. But that's kind of where it's got to. So if we can't tell the truth about our desire, then where does it go? Because it's an archetypal energy. It's not going to go away just because you've decided it's not acceptable. It's going to go into the shadow. And then we're going to feel it. And then I also want to say something about the feeling of it through our own stuff. So when we say psychic authority, I feel you! I know what you're feeling! You probably don't. <laughs> you know what you're feeling in the presence of somebody else. Okay? That's what you know. And unless you have worked with all of your feelings until your emotional body is clear, then it becomes a really good reflector for other people's emotional bodies. But when there's projection in and trigger and so on, it's just a sure sign that your own emotional body is being vibrated by whatever's going on for the other person. And if you don't care about being right about it, you can go explore that with each other. You can go explore it by saying, you know what? In connecting with you, I'm having this experience. And particularly, one of the things that we're trying to do in this field is we're trying to merge our fields. Okay, We're trying to merge our fields so that our fields can come one collective field which preserves our points of our individuality so that collective field can transmit something to the wider field that we're part of. That's what we're trying to do. But here's the danger in connecting fields. If you connect fields, but you don't have a strong enough point, then your fields get enmeshed. Okay, and sex is the major way we merge fields. If I have sex with you, you know, the scaremongers will tell you that I'm carrying traces of you for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is that if we have sex, we're merging our energies. It's not just bodies pumping into each other, it's energy fields 
with the soul at the center or the monad or whatever yourself is coming together and merging. And orgasm is the release of material from one field into the other, like two amoebas, you know, releasing part of their DNAs into each other. So that fusion of energies then produces the need to, like, what happens when you part? What happens when your energy fields come away? And a lot of relationships is like an ongoing fusion between two fields. But even if you just, if you, even if you just um, kiss in the temple one night, one person who traditionally might feel more in the feminine may feel in the morning it's like, so what? So, so we just kissed and now you're, you're, you don't even call me or you don't even notice me. It's like, you just, you know, like, was that nothing to you? Because they're still carrying like, there's some, there's, there's some connection here. There's some, we had a connection. And the person often in the masculine, doesn't matter in their male body or female body, is like, wow, like, we, we just had a connection. Like, I didn't promise marriage, you know, like, I, so, so that story is going on all the time between people's energy fields. And the self will normally say, but we didn't get clear, we didn't have a verbal communication about it, or let's go to the lawyers and get really clear. You know, let's, let's talk about it. So that's the consciousness piece that would seek to then dominate everything by that. It's like we had an agreement, and I have a lawyer now to make sure that I can tell you that we had an agreement. But the person in the field energy is like, fuck your agreement. My field and your field made a promise to each other in the shamanic realm, and you're betraying that. So this is also true. Shamanic truth is as true as the point truth. The field truth is, important, is as important as the point truth. And what most of us would like to do, if we're because we're all clever and we all want stuff without paying for it, is like the point person will try to get energy from the other one's field normally and then say, but we didn't have an agreement. And then the one whose energy field feels depleted will be like, fuck, I'm pissed and I don't know why. Well, because someone stole something from me and then gave me some philosophical jargon about how it was my fault. That happens all of the time, right? Or conversely, somebody will throw some field energy into the other person and to such a level that it trances them so they can't even think straight, so that they do stuff and then it'll be like, ah, but, but you manipulated me. It's like, no, I didn't. You're an adult. You could have done whatever you want. So person, people with big fields can manipulate other people's fields. Hello, wake up. This is the world. This is happening all of the time. Call it sex magic if you want, but actually often what sex magic is is someone with a stronger field manipulating someone with a weaker field to do what they want. Okay, it's cute to have a name for it, but at least call it for what it is. It's energy manipulation. Or someone with a stronger eye dominates other eyes with its stronger opinions or sure, but that's still domination. It's still somebody forcing somebody else to do what they want with their consciousness or with their field. And it's not love. It's maybe on the way to love, it's transactional, you know, and we all know that it works for a while, but then eventually karma comes. And some of the things that we think that are unfair are really just shit coming back to us that we have been doing for lifetimes. So Mars brings you honesty. 
and the capacity not to get by in the world through trade. Okay, the, 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 the power of a warrior is he, he doesn't need trade agreements. He's got this. And this can be used to take what you want from someone else. That's the negative use of it. It's like if you've got strong Mars energy, you can just threaten. You don't even have to go rape and pillage. You can pretend you're not. You're just following corporate law or whatever the deal is. So you can use the sword this way to either threaten or to take what you want. Or you can use it for protection. It's like, I'm not going to attack you, but you attack me, and I will meet you with the sword until things are even again. And you can also use it this way. You can use it to take your energy to divinity, to go climb the mountain and see the burning bush on top. And you can use it this way, to bring that so far down into your being and your chakra system then it drops into your base. And now your integrity is vertical. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. It's got nothing to do with your power and influence over others. It's got to do with whether or not you're truthful to yourself. So why don't we break for a little bit and just talk to the person next to you and just explore your relationship with this energy. Like, what is your relationship with this energy? What do you need to work on in your life?